Hi, and welcome to Alpha Podcast, where we discuss upcoming Alpha products, launchpad projects, potential partners, usages, and even key discussion from Alpha Forum. I'm Great, your host, and today we have both Tatcha, the CEO and co-founder of Alpha Finance Lab, and Nipun, co-founder and tech lead at Alpha Finance Lab, with us in this episode. Hello, guys. How are you doing today? Hi, doing well. Excited for the second podcast. Yes. Hey everyone! Yeah, glad to be here again. Awesome. So the topic of episode two, as the audience would have already seen in the description, uh, our new product from Alpha Finance Lab, the Alpha X. Do you like yes, that opening? Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people may may question, like you know, how how is this different from, you know, other. DeFi products, or even different from you know the old AlphaX we shared before. Um, mm-hmm. So in case anyone hasn't dived, you know, into the product itself or haven't used the testnet, let me you know just give a quick summary, right, of of what AlphaX is. So it's combining three concepts and creating a new concept called Strike Token. So the first concept that we you know learn and and, and build off is perpetual swaps. Uh, the second concept is leverage tokens. The third concept is options. So we mix and match, you know, those to simplify it such that it's very DeFi native way to trade or you know hedge risks um, on DeFi in in a derivatives um, you know way as opposed to you know actually buying or borrowing actual tokens, right? So this new concept, you know, strike tokens. It's you can think of it as um, a new approach in which you have to answer two questions in order for you to use AlphaX. And that's simply, you know, whether you're bullish or bearish in that particular asset. So let's say if, if Alex says that he's bullish, and then the next question is, what does he think, you know, the lowest price of ETH can go to, right? Because if he's bullish on ETH, then he would have to, you know, think of, hey, what's the lowest price it can go to? Right, because if it's go up, then then he's fine because he's bullish. So that's the only th- two things. And then once you know those two, or here, like Alex can know that he wants to um, set the price floor to be two thousand dollars. Let's say he thinks that ETH will not go down to that point, then he would just buy the token, the strike token that's called ETH minus two thousand. And that's like that's the whole thing. That's the whole concept. And I think it, it just simplifies a lot of things. Um, and if Alex already hold 10 ETH, uh, or if Alex wants to get exposure to 10 ETH, right, he can just buy 10 tokens of this. So it's like pretty intuitive um, how many exposure um, of the asset you want to have, and what's your view of that asset. Mm. But um, from what I see is that by having um, a capital efficiency uh, as more than 1x, that will give you the risk of, um, you know, making higher loss if the price doesn't go your way. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, so here, that's why you know your belief of how you see the the market or what your view is on that particular asset is important. So, yeah, if you know what what Alex is doing here is that Alex is bullish on ETH and he thinks that the price floor, which means that ETH will not fall down to two thousand, right? Uh, what this means is if ETH continues to go up, let's say the starting price is at 3000 let's say where we are now, right? 
Um, and as time goes on, ETH price goes up, then Alex's gains will actually you know, be a lot more than if he were to buy the actual ETH um, because technically there's implied leverage on it. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, like if ETH price comes down from 3000 where the starting price is, you know, continue to come down, then he's also going to be uh, losing a portion of the collateral as well. Mm, right. I see. Well, um, from observing from our Twitter account, uh, I saw that a lot of influencers said that AlphaX launched at a perfect timing. Why do you think that is, Tasha? Yeah, I think in my opinion, there, there are two main um, reasonings. Uh, or even three, right? The first one is we, I think we passed DeFi like 1.0 before in which, you know, a lot of people um, know how to use DeFi primitives, including like lending, liquidity providing. So they're they're used to DeFi now, right? Um, And hence allowing them to kind of explore something beyond the basic primitives um, to, to be something a bit more, you know, um, new area, right? So here, derivatives is a new area in DeFi that hasn't been, you know, captured a lot of the market before, but I think it's um, quite a good timing now. Uh, and I think that the second reason is that from DeFi 1.0 before that we were at, uh, a lot of people were, were chasing the yield, right? Just because of the DeFi primitives that were available from lending protocol, from liquidity providing, from yield farming, it just like put people to to be in the mode of chasing the yields, you know, by default. So that was DeFi 1.0, right? And then, you know, as a result of the mindset of chasing yields, obviously there are a number of risks that come with chasing the yields as well. Um, so I think people now are, are shifting the mindset to be more of, hey, like how do we uh, find yields and and also upset the risk at the same time. So thinking more of hedging those risks mm-hmm. um, because people are also more, um, like they know how to use DeFi more than before, right? So I think mm-hmm. that that's the second thing. And then the third thing, which also comes from external factors so not within the DeFi, right? But I think it's the regulation crackdown that we've been seeing, um, you know, in, in various geographical areas, um, just pushing, you know, like the liquidity in centralized exchanges flowing to decentralized exchanges. So more money coming into um, DeFi. And I think that will also drive a lot of growth in you know, decentralized way of trading. So th- these three combines, I think um, the market is, is ready for, for like Alpha X type of product. Um, let's say if we were to launch this you know, a year ago, I, I don't think that would be a good timing. And people were looking more to uh, chase the yields. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I totally totally agree with uh, Tasha here. Um, yeah, and to add, like users are basically more comfortable with yield farming right now, liquidity providing, right? And it 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 has been like become like a norm, right, to to provide liquidity, and users don't think about liquidity providing as a new thing anymore. It, it's become their like, inherent skills or something, and 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 yeah, and the risk uh, are more well like understood. Um, IL risk, impermanent loss, uh, is is well understood right now, or one way or another. Um, and and looking at the market right now, right, um, in the year farming section, um, like year farming craze, um, like the APY is not as crazy as, as it was before, right? And and users are tend to, I, I believe, um, tend to look for a way to optimize um, their risk, right? Um, 
and one of the ways is to hedge, right? And 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 hedging in in on chain is may may require like a lots of capital and, and stuff, right? And then there are lots of derivatives going on, like perpetuals, um, and then other uh, even in even in like centralized exchanges. Um, and now we 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 think it is a good time, right? And, and think it's a good good time for uh, hedging uh, for Alpha X to launch right now. And so um, that's why I think it. it it is the one of the best uh, time right now to to launch Alphax. Okay, um, I'm just wondering, like, is there any risk for hedging? Let's say if I leverage your farm on Alpha Homera, and then I buy some short strike tokens on Alpha X, would there be any risk for me? Um, I think. Go ahead. Yeah, it, it's more on managing your position. So, if if there's you know a clear and smooth integration in this case alpha homura and alpha x um and if that integration helps you know either rebalances for you or um, or like helps manage your position to be at delta neutral then i think that's mm -hmm. the ideal case right um but i think to do that on chain definitely like requires a lot of um you know tech power right whether monitoring your position on Alpha Homora, monitoring the, the ETH um, price or your position on Alpha X and, and kind of rebalances that. So I think feasibly, like feasibly it may require users to actively like manage the that hedging position anyways. So I think the mm -hmm. risk will come um, from, from, from that particular point in, in, in a case that, for instance, your position on Alpha Homora got liquidated and then your strike tokens on alpha x which you originally bought it to offset the risk on alpha homora you know are still you're, you're still holding it right so so that just requires you to sell that token yourself as opposed to having the platform managed for you so i think yeah like that that could be one potential downside and then you know the risk but not so much like financial risk it's more of like um like a headache thing that users have to do right i see mm -hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say that we've been talking a lot about hedging risks, right? But I think there are there are two main um, use cases of alpha X. So the first case uh, is what we touched upon like earlier, you know, in 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 our you know conversation now, right? Is whether you believe in how the asset will move. So this is actually less of hedging, but this is more on taking a directional view. So if I believe that um, BTC will go up to 80K, right? And, and I'm so bullish of it, then I wanna buy a long strike token and then I can buy the one that, you know, determines my particular price floor. Let's say if I think the price floor is um, like 30K, right? Then I would buy BTC minus 30K or something like that, right? So I think that that's one use case, which I think a lot of people may also relate to because a lot of people may not um, be in the position to 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 take hedging uh, strategies yet. Um, and I think the general DeFi users are gonna be falling into this first case of uh, the use case, right? And definitely, you know, those who are more advanced DeFi users, if you're looking to hedge any risk, like AlphaX will also be a good platform. So if you're borrowing any you know, asset, if you're leverage you farming anywhere, like AlphaX can also offset that risk. Mm, I see. Well, 
we, are, we, we have been talking about the market point of view and the user's point of view, right? Um, for, for example, like me, who has a non-tech background, I'm just interesting about the AlphaX on its like cool tech innovations that other products doesn't have on the market. Dipun, can you, can you answer like what AlphaX has that's different from other products? Yeah, uh, I think that's a really good question. Um, so what AlphaX, uh, on, on the uh, let, let me focus on the technical side of, of AlphaX, right? Um, mm -hmm. And one of the, uh, I would say, interesting uh, things about AlphaX is its liquidation process. Um, the design, uh, if you read through the documents and Git books, uh, you can see that it's a little complex and a little more complex than, than normal, but there's a reason behind it, right? Um, so under a normal liquidation process, what it looks, what it's going to look like is when the strike token is at liquidation, uh, and, and this is assuming a normal liquidation process that, that users usually see, we usually see in DeFi space, right? If a token is at liquidation, say if you're going long strike token and ETH price uh, drops significantly, um, anyone can come in and then liquidate the strike token paying like a discounted price, uh, like basically buy it buy the token as at a discounted price and then resolve the, the liquidation, right? And that's basically how a normal liquidation should work, right? Um, mm -hmm. But the main problem here is that this can break composability, especially with Uniswap pools. Because um, this is essentially like changing changing the token balances in the Uniswap pool and which can cause like undesirable like behaviors. Um, Uniswap pool relies on the virtual balances. And if you are able to kind of like transfer uh, the to the strike tokens from the pool itself and replace it with the the, the, the stable coins, for example, that can cause a, an, a pool disruptions, I would say. Um, so to solve this, uh, AlphaX introduces a new way to liquidate. So we, when a token is at liquidation, the token can be marked as um, destroyed or liquidated and then what happens is the Alpha X bank itself will generate an equal amount, equivalent amount of credits as a total supply of the strike tokens that just get liquidated. And then anyone else can come in and liquidate and th those uh, credits uh, at a discounted price. So, so the original liquidated ho token holders still hold the tokens, but they can later come in and redeem the, the, the sold credits from the from the alpha x bank in that sense the end result is the same right um the 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 users uh are able to 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 be able to like the, the protocol itself are able to stay uh healthy like we have a liquidation mechanism that that makes sure that um the protocol is well collateralized i would say fully collateralized um but the users users or uniswap pool itself does not have to be at risk of um token balance changing. Um, and that it, that is basically the end result is achieved while um, we maintain the composability we, we, we desire. So this uh, slight, uh, slightly uh, like the more complex design gives us more composability to, to other protocols, to, uh, to the DeFi space, and then to, to every integration partner that, 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 that we, we seek to collaborate with. Mm. Wait, so you mentioned about the credit credit stuff about um, liquidated tokens, right? 
Are you saying that Alpha X mint a new token for users, or is it something else? No, it 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 it, it is like uh, we 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 make a mock version, and which mm-hmm. accounts for like a it's like a replicated version of of the token itself. But we don't transfer the tokens from the user directly. We generate mm-hmm. a mock version, and then the users can later claim those uh, sold mock tokens. Ah, uh, I see. And I think one one thing to add here is. Um, the reason that we want the strike tokens to be applicable with Uniswap is because under the hood, these strike tokens are being traded against USDC on Uniswap. So when anyone comes to AlphaX and buy any of the strike tokens, they're actively, you know, buying these tokens from Uniswap pool. So you know that that's why we we have to maintain that interoperability. And I think. From that experience itself, which also very intuitive for users, um, since everyone is you know comfortable with buying you know tokens from Uniswap now with the user experience that's been trained. Mm. Yeah, totally agree. Um, well, apart from the liquidation side, um, do you want to say something about the minting and the uh, uh, redeeming, Pun. Ah, yeah, sure. Um, so when when a user want, wants to mint uh, a token, right? Uh, strike tokens uh, from Alpha X, right? Um, minting requires um, requires uh, you to mint uh, equivalent amount of long tokens, long strike tokens, and short strike tokens, and and by that uh, you are at minting time, you are staying delta neutral. And what you can do is, uh, when you want to be exposed to to only long strike tokens, you can mint the two sides, and then you sell off the uh, the, the short sides, and then you say one uh, x exposure or, or multiple x if you if you take uh, leverage, right? Uh, for example, you take ETH minus two thousand, for example. That's that allows you to be able to stay at a long exposure uh, while from from the minting process, uh, redeeming. It, on the other hand, is uh, the opposite side, right? So you redeem by c- combining the long strike token and a short strike token at equivalent amount, and then you get the uh, equivalent uh, USD uh, stablecoin amount uh, from redeeming the pairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, how minting and redeeming actually works. So it's fairly simple uh, to understand. Um, so would you say that in the future, let's say when Alpha X uh, officially launch in a um, in a mainnet, right? What's like the the main the main use case for let's say the majority of users would come into AlphaX to do what? Good question. How I imagine, right, is AlphaX strike tokens will be integrated with major, pretty much like all the major DeFi protocols, and that will itself drive a lot of use cases for the users, drive a lot of growth to AlphaX as well. Um, so I think that's on a high level, right? And, and that itself also kind of ties into to what Nupun said earlier, that interoperability is super important um, for AlphaX because we see that that's the key thing that we need to achieve for AlphaX in order to, to be the number one player in derivatives, right? Um, and some of the strategies that I think will be super cool to see, in my opinion, is 
um, there are two things, right? Like one is integrate with all the lending protocols. So if anyone borrows, you know, any asset on the major lending protocols, they know exactly how many assets they're borrowing. Let's say they're borrowing 10 ETH, right? To make more profit in other ways, then if they want to hedge that risk of borrowing that ETH, because technically if they're borrowing the ETH uh, and if ETH price goes up, then they're in, you know, quite a, not in, not in a good position, right? Because the borrowing rate will continue to increase as well. Um, but I think from, from knowing how many asset itself you're borrowing, you already know like how many um, strike tokens you have to buy, whether in a long position or a short position. So if it's a long, then you want to buy a, like a long strike tokens. So, so yeah, that's like one use case that I think will be pretty interesting to like increase use cases of DeFi. And then the other one is definitely integrated with um, leverage yield farming, right? Because with leverage yield farming, um, you're already borrowing some funds to yield farm. So like offsetting the, the borrowing part that you have to borrow. Mm. Yes, that's right. Mm. Yeah, and, and, and on the first point uh, that Tasha mentioned that um, to integrate with uh, lending protocols, right? And, and this is uh, the tokens itself can act as collateral because the strike token itself uh, is fully collateralized in, in, in Alpha X. So that's uh, one key feature, uh, one key point that that strike token has, um, and and to me uh, actually um, as an 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 interesting strategy is um, to like come up with a way to to hedge the risk of of yield farming, right? Either be single sided or as LPs, right? So for example, for single sided uh, liquidity providing, for example, if you want to. If, if a certain tokens uh, have a place to yield farm uh, without any IL risk, for example, uh, and if you correctly hedge, um, then you should be you should gain free profits, right, without exposures. So that's one of the key things that that Alpha X can can enable um, for for LPs or for liquidity providing in terms of AMMs, for example, Uniswap, SushiSwap. Um, a more sophisticated strategy may be required because um, uh, to offset the change in the underlying token composition, uh, the, the offsets can change uh, due to a price fluctuation, right? And, and you may need to monitor uh, the, the price change and how it affects the composition of, of the tokens. Uh, but it would be interesting to see uh, if uh, there will be like strategies in the future, uh, for example, there can be protocols uh, come up that implement this uh, like asset management or hedging management for you. And, and then it becomes like a real strategy that uses a go-to place for like a go-to place for as like a, a, a hedging strategy for L, uh, liquidity providing like one-on-one. -on -one. So when users go, what, when users want to farm, they can go to this uh, particular protocol and then there can be like liquidity providing with like stay and stay delta neutral all the time um yeah mm. well i'm i'm quite curious on one thing um or this might be a stupid question but like um would you say that if i provide liquidity for strike tokens pool 
the strike token uh, slash USDC pool versus the the liquidity pool in the Alpha Hamara. Um, which which side would give give me more yield farming's reward? Mm, so, just to clarify, them, so let's say if USDC pool on Alpha Humara and you do one X leverage, which means there's no additional, you know, borrowed funds at all, right? So that mm -hmm. alone, assuming that that's the fund, the pool on Sushi Swap, so the rewards are coming from Sushi and Alpha. Um, so those two are the two rewards, and you're not paying anything because you're not borrowing anything. So you only have the IL risk. Um, so that's case one, right? Case two is strike token paired with USDC on Uniswap. So here there's no sushi rewards because it's on Uniswap. Um, there will be alpha rewards because on, on mainnet when we launch, uh, we also have liquidity money for alpha X as well. Um, so depending on, I guess, depending on um, specific number per se, um, Cannot say whether you know sushi plus alpha on alpha Hamora would be less or like more than alpha on on alpha X, right? Mm -hmm. But yep. the additional gains that you also get is also on the asset you're betting on, right? So so I think that is also something that you should like take into account as well, not just the actual rewards tokens. Right, I see. But at the end, it all depends that. Um whether users would want to start an opening short along positions on Alpha X, like how much would there be or not, right? Mm, yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. And another strategy I just um, thought of, something I mentioned on Twitter space like before as well is, we've been talking a lot about like buying these tokens, but as Nipun was talking earlier that you can mint these tokens, right? And with minting, you mint two sides, one long token, one long strike token, one short strike token. So at any point in time, so what that means is when you buy a long token, you have a price floor, right? Because you have to set that price floor to buy like ETH minus one, 2000 tokens. So effectively 2000 is your price floor. Um, when you mint a short token, then there's also the price ceiling. So let's say it might be uh, 5,000 minus ETH. So your price ceiling is already at 5,000. So technically, if price of ETH swing between 2,000 and 5,000, um, you're still gonna be okay. You're not gonna be liquidated. And you can actually use these two tokens, which gives you, you know, ETH exposure um, already delta neutral and use these two tokens to be used as collateral to borrow like stable coins. Um, yeah, so I think that would be pretty interesting strategy as well and and once you borrow stable coins then you can you know do a lot more things find more yields from from stable coins too yes exactly like think about it if you if you do the method that you just mentioned um during the summer we just been to you'll be already gaining a lot of yields already right because the eve price is between two thousand uh, and five thousand yeah that's right mm-hmm you know what? Um, let me read you some of the comments uh, our community gave us. So here we go. The first one. Alpha X strike tokens are coined and created by Alpha Finance Lab. So there are no identical products offered off-chain or on-chain. Strike tokens 
AlphaX are designed to be very easy to use by any DeFi users and can be combined with any on-chain DeFi protocol. What do you think? Yeah, that's, that's, I think that's a great way to phrase it because uh, we, uh, by, by design, uh, AlphaX is designed to be composable with other protocols, right? And that's one of the goals that I mentioned earlier that um, the, the, the design of liquidation, the design of the token itself, we make it ERC-20. Um, so those things are, are really important for in, in the design process that we came up with. And yeah, I, I think it'll play a, a great part in, in DeFi also as a, mm. as a whole. Mm -hmm. Now, I also have another one, but this one might not be as good as the previous one. Uh, this one is more like an advice for strike tokens. So he mentioned that we should uh, create a limit orders. So, which can be useful for strike tokens, uh, which it gives me more range to traders. And number two is charts can be improved on the UX to be to show the active positions. So, let's say from a tech point of view, how hard can this be implemented? Um, so, so I think that th there are two points, right? The first point being on the limit orders, right? Um, Limit orders are, it is very much possible. Um, the fact that we we focus on Uniswap is because uh, users are, like DeFi users um, are more comfortable with uh, Uniswap and they are used to it, right? So that's one of the go-to place that, that we want liquidity to be there. Um, limit orders are actually very possible. Um, so uh, anyone can implement uh, like a marketplace where users can, can can bid um, limit buy limit sell. That's only possible uh, on the tech mm -hmm. side, the technical side. Um, mm -hmm. And can you repeat the second part? Uh, so he mentioned about the 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 UX for the charts, the graph. So mm -hmm. why why did we design it this way, or should we improve in some way? What do you think? Yeah, and I think uh, definitely, and this is why we have a. Uh, uh, test nets, right? Uh, public mm -hmm. test net going on, and and we 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 would collect uh, results, uh, feedbacks, and then we can improve re and iterate uh, to improve the UX better. Because we think this is uh, like Alpha X is basically a new primitive, right? And we are definitely exploring uh, which experience user, which is the best user experience in terms of uh, introducing a new concept to the to the community to the ecosystem as a whole. Mm. That's awesome. Well, um, if you haven't tried out AlphaX yet, go on uh, our landing page, alphafinance.io, A-L-P-H-A-F-I-N-A-N-C-E.io, and you'll see AlphaX a, a application on our landing page. Also, the document for AlphaX too. So just to go over what we talk in this discussion. First, we talk about DeFi 1.0, which is how people would understand what DeFi is supposed to be. Like they supposed to uh, do lending. They supposed to do liquidity providing. Uh, people would do yield farming, try to chase high yields on them. Uh, but now we're moving away from that. We're moving into the DeFi 2.0, which is something like Alpha X, where you can hedge risk or do derivatives trading. Now these would motivate people to move 
their funds away from centralized exchange into decentralized exchange even more. Next, we spoke about how AlphaX is special on the technical level side, uh, how it's different from other products on the market. And Nippon said that the reason that makes AlphaX special is how we are using a new kind of liquidating process where tokens can be marked as liquidated and AlphaX would mint a new credit to ask for a liquidator to liquidate these tokens in a discounted price. And then we spoke about how AlphaX gives you different kinds of profit strategy such that Pacha mentioned how you can hedge by doing yield farming, uh, leverage yield farming on Alphamora and then buy a short strike tokens to offset those losses which can be done later on in the future when AlphaX is launched on the mainnet. Lastly, mentioned by me, how I brought up the community comments, uh, both compliments and advices for the AlphaX, which Nippun gladly said that the reason for having this testnet is because we want our community to test it and give us some advice so that we can produce a product that is near perfect as much as possible. Yeah, sounds good. And I think we're, we're again, we're creating a new primitive, like what Nipun said, right? So um, feel free to give us feedbacks. Um, if there is anything we can, you know, explain better on, on documentation, on video, you know, like let us know too. Uh, for anyone who is new to AlphaX, I would suggest checking out the video first. So the video is actually in the document that Great was referring to earlier. So if you go to the document, which is accessible from Alpha Finance website, um, then you can go to the how to use testnet section and the video will be there. Mm -hmm. That's right. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. Uh, I'm sure our listeners who know about AlphaX should learn something new today. And for some of you who don't know what AlphaX is, you can check it out, like I said, at our landing page. As always, thank you for listening to Alpha Podcast. We'll be hosting this podcast bi-weekly, so if you enjoy our show, be sure to come back for episode 3. Until then, stay safe, and let's shoot for the moon together. Thank you, Tatcha. Thank you, Nipun. Thank you, great. Thank you, everyone. Bye.